If you would, let's go to Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 10. Let's all stand in honor of God's word. They had said to Abram, then the Lord had said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham left as the Lord had told him. And Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out for Haran. He took his wife Sarah, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. I'm just going to stop there. Let's pray. Lord, this morning you know what you need to say and what you want to say. and So we're just going to let you say it. And I pray that we would open up our hearts to hear it today, Lord, and that we would step out into whatever you have called us to do. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I uh, am doing something I don't do. In fact, I don't know if I have ever done this. But uh, as we were in worship this morning, the Lord told me that uh, he's got a different way for us to go today, and uh, so I'm leaving my sermon back there, and uh, so I won't try to lean on that this morning, because I had a whole different direction I was going, and during worship, uh, Lord uh, spoke into my heart, and so I'm going to say what he told me to say, and so you're probably going to get out really early, and You'll beat everybody to lunch today, and we'll all be happy. This scripture is uh, one of the greatest scriptures, I believe, in all of the Word. It's precious. When the Almighty God... It says, I'm going to speak into a man's life. Do you understand what that means? I used to watch, I like to watch movies, and I like to watch uh, the movie The Patriot. I don't know if you ever watched the movie The Patriot. Mel Gibson is in The Patriot, and he's got a bunch of little kids, and they live on a farm, and it's back in, it's set back in the time of uh, the uh, independence of America. And his little boys are out uh, hunting or something or another, and a post rider comes. And the post rider comes, and he has a small package of envelopes. And they take it, and they put it on the table because they don't open the envelopes until their dad says it's okay to open the envelopes. And so they go through supper, and they are sitting afterwards, and one of the little boys really, really is excited about opening up the package and and seeing what the envelope says. He doesn't care who it's from or what it's about. 
He's excited that someone has sent him something. And finally, his dad says it's okay, and he rushes to open the letter from whoever it's from. And I think about that, how exciting, I remember as a kid how excited I was if I ever got anything in the mail, because I didn't get anything in the mail, because I was a little kid and nobody had anything to send me. But I can remember around my birthday or something, I would get a card or something from somebody, I always thought it was neat to get mail. Uh, I went to school in Ava, and we lived in Mansfield, and I was right on the Ava Mansfield line of, of where you got a, a, a phone, and, and we, we got our phone from Mansfield, but all my friends lived in Ava, and at that time, it wasn't like it is now, unlimited minutes or whatever like that, there was a thing called long distance, and uh, my dad, I can remember my mom and dad, when we would get the phone bill, my dad would go through everything and say, you know, what was this long distance call for? And my dad told me specifically, he said, you don't call anybody long distance without asking me and your mother. Well, all my friends lived in Ava. And I never got a call. Nobody would ever call me because their parents were at their house going, no, we're, <laughs> they're going through their bill. And they're like, you don't call anybody from Mansfield. Well, my friend Brian's from Mansfield. I don't care you're not calling him. So if I ever did get a call, it was pretty... Pretty exciting if I got a call from somebody. This is the story of God Almighty. God Almighty speaking down into a man's life. Speaking into his heart and saying, I have something for you. And I can't show it to you, and you're just going to have to go on, on because I said it. Just because I said it. And I'm going to ask you to leave your family. I'm going to ask you to leave everything you have. And I don't know why this scripture has been in my heart, but it's been in my heart for weeks now. And I had a whole other way I was going. I don't know when I'll ever do that. But anyway, we talked about this. Tuesday morning, and, and he's asking Abram to leave everything that would protect him in life. The family was the thing that protected all of his physical protection. If someone came against them, he wasn't going to have a bunch of people that would fight for him anymore. And, and this was a brutal era. I mean, this, people were just, you know, they would come up on, whose family are you in? Well, you're not an arson. And they all get in a fight, and that's what they did. He was leaving, he was the oldest son, and he was going to leave his dad before he was given any inheritance. He's leaving all of his financial security behind. His 401k, he leaves with his dad. His, it says that he has some property that's his own, but most of his property was in the family. And he walks away from financial security because an unseen God spoke into his life and he couldn't get away from it. And he picked up his family. And can you imagine that conversation with your wife? Hey, we're leaving everything. Come again. We're leaving. We're leaving the family business. 
We are leaving the security of being here. We've lived here a long time. People don't mess with us. We're leaving that. Where are we going? We're going to a place where God's told me, who's God? I don't know. But when he spoke to me, I couldn't resist him because he spoke so strongly into my life. Can you imagine what that was to hear from God? And so they packed up everything. And I think Lot probably was like, I don't know where he's going, but I'm going to leave this two-bit town. And I'm going with him. And it says that Abram was so moved that he moved. If you keep going, it says that he, uh, he, uh, he met, that God met him again in Bethel, in verse eight, and he, he said that he, he spoke to him again there, and 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 it was so real that he he built a little altar to 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 memorialize that it was, so, it was such a big deal in his life he said I want to remember this and I want everybody that walks by this to say what was that about well that was a place where where God met with a man Noah was a man that God met and spoke with and it spoke into his life and it changed his life for decades he didn't hear from God very many times, but he built an ark and did it for decades because God spoke into his life and changed the course of his life and the course of his family's life forever. You understand this? When God speaks into a man's life, it doesn't just change his life. It changes the course of his life and all those who are around him. In this case, in the, in the case of Abraham, it changed the course of history for people when God speaks into a man's life or when God speaks into a woman's life. I've thought about the different times that God has spoke into men's lives. When he spoke into Peter's life, he said, leave everything and follow me. Have you noticed that that's always the message that God speaks into a man's life. Put everything under me. My kingdom comes first and your kingdom is second. What I want is first and everything else falls under that. And when that happens, it's it's either you say yes or you say no. And I've thought about Abraham and what would have happened if he would have said, I, I don't think I want to do this. He'd have kept on living in Haran. He died an old man. And God would have raised up somebody else. And we talk about times when God speaks and, and we seek for God to speak and, I, and we pray for God to speak and we want God. And this morning I prayed, I've been up early this morning praying that the Lord would speak into our service this morning. 
And I believe that he does. And I believe that he encourages us along. But I think there are some times when he really speaks and it changes your life forever. And I know that he speaks and he gives us guidance and he does that and I understand that and, I, and he spoke to me this morning while I was uh, worshiping. He spoke to me while I was at home and in my chair and, and, and I, I, I believe those things. But there's a few times in my life and there are few when I mean God moved on me. And when God does that, your answer needs to be yes. I cannot get away. I just cannot. This morning, I'm sorry. God seeks to speak into a man's life. Do you understand? The awesomeness of that. And if you live long enough, there will be a time when God will say, I want you. And if you say yes, it'll never be the same. And I've wondered how many times through it. We have, we have a book here of people who have said yes, and there's some people in here who have said no, but it's a, it's a book of people who have mostly said yes. And when you say yes, you're allowing God to come in and not only change your own life and to form your own life, but to influence on your kids and on your family in a way that is not possible unless you say yes. But you have to say yes. And those times when he does that are powerful and special. And you can't conjure them up. I think it's interesting that Abram was not in a revival service. We've talked about revival. He was not in a church service. He really wasn't in a service at all. He was just living life, and God Almighty spoke to him. Is God speaking to anybody this morning? Is there anybody here that God has been speaking and calling you out from where you are to where he wants you to be. And you don't know what it is or you don't know what it looks like, but you know the voice and you know what God's calling you to. I was, I was sitting over there this morning while we're doing praise and worship and I'm like, God, this is not my spot. I like everything written out. 
I like the flow. I like to know where I'm going. I do not like where I'm at right here. This is not my spot. But I will not disobey him. And I knew if I didn't do what I'm doing now, it would be saying no, and I will not say no to him. Is God speaking to you? Have you heard him in your home or at your work and he he keeps calling you to leave whatever it is you have or leave whatever it is that you're holding your, uh, that holds more value than he does. And it can be anything. It can be anything. It can be prestige or security or whatever it is. And he asked Abram, he said, And and it was interesting, he he told Abram, if you read all the things that he told Abram, he said, I will be your security. I will be your protector. I will provide everything for you. And we have to quit trying to to do everything ourselves and say, okay, God, you, you do that. You take care of that. It's been a handful of times in my life that God has done that to me. I've had lots of times where God's met with me in my home, lots of times when he's met with me at the altar, but it's just been a handful of times where I felt like this is life changing. I can remember a service when I was a junior in high school and I told God, I will, I will follow you no matter what that looks like. And I didn't know what it looked like, but I said, no matter what it is, I'll, I'll do that. I felt like I was absolutely supposed to marry my wife, and I didn't think I could not do that. And I felt the Lord call me to that. I got called to preach in Highway Church of the Nazarene, and I can... I can take you to where that is. I, I, I remember. I, I guarantee you Abraham remembered where God spoke to him. He, he, he made the little altar in Bethel because it was so profound to him. He said, I need to, re- I need to remember this. I can take you within 10 feet of where I got called to preach. That's, that's holy ground to me. When, when I knew Almighty God was speaking to me, and I said yes, and I said yes, I want us to stand this morning. I don't know if this has made any sense today. I want the worship team to come. I want us to sing that song that we sang just now, the, the Come to the Altar. I really should, don't think I needed to preach at all this morning because I think God's already spoken to somebody's life here today. I think he's probably been speaking to you all week, maybe for several weeks. I don't know. Do you understand that Almighty God, Almighty God is talking to you?
And he just wants you to say yes. He just wants you to say yes. We're going to open up the altars this morning. If Almighty God is speaking to you today, you know what he's asking. Just say yes. Just say yes today. Come as we sing. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. Have you come? 